Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data in order to make one pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain what the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'd like to give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As always, please remember the good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Fantastic day yesterday. <clears throat> Went to a couple of run lines. Um... Because I'm talking about just trying to figure out where it was making sense to take the dogs on the run line and where it was making sense on the favorites take the, the run line. And it, it, it just worked perfectly for us. Um, the Brewers winning on the run line was one of the dumbest wins I can remember in a long time. That was a lot of fun uh, for like all of. 12 seconds of that game because the middle part of that game wasn't uh, somehow got that one. But then the Cubs and the Marlins both losing by one. I mean, it played the perfection. It's not always going to work that well, but my goodness, that worked amazing. Obviously would have rather had the angels on the money line rather than the run line, but uh, still a huge winner there. So absolutely zero complaints. Um, try to do the same again today. Got some run line picks, uh, got a handful of picks. Uh, that I think you can kind of play either way. Some that I kind of like one more on one or the other, you know, I'll kind of outline that as we go through. But again, yesterday, just a fantastic day. Um, things have been mostly rolling really well for, for the last several, several many weeks now. I'm going to keep trying that again today before we get to those games. Some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. If you haven't yet, Check out episode one of week one college football content. I'm going to put a link right there, right there for you. You can click that <clears throat> and you can see that we, yeah, cousin Jared and I covered uh, 15, 16 some odd of the games uh, later today. We're going to come out with episode two. We're going to cover a whole bunch more games, kind of look back to a couple of NFL line movements, mainly just cover, you know, 12, 13 more of the games. Uh, so a lot more college football content coming. So if you haven't yet watched that one uh, and then we got more coming, uh, coming for you today, lots of good content this time of year. Share with a friend if you others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. We've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. If you'd like to bet on horse racing, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. The links are in the description. No day games today, but we do have one a little bit earlier start, 6-10 Eastern, first pitch Orioles at the Guardian. I'm going to start us off with the banger here. I've got an A-grade play on the Guardians. Y'all know that I've loved them uh, a lot. I, I think I kind of jumped out a little bit too early. The model was really picking up that they had some promise, you know, more in the like May-June window, and it was kind of middle middle of the road. You know, the, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. It was kind of like hit or miss, really, and then they really turned it on, and 
the model's faith has been rewarded. Back on them today with an A-grade play. I think this price is a little bit low. The Orioles are an incredible team. What they've been doing is fantastic. I just think this price is too low. Minus 148. It's an A-grade play. As long as it's minus 150 or better, it's an A-grade play for me. Model says minus 163. So anything in the minus 150s drops to a B-grade. It'll be a nice night. Wind blowing across. There's no wind effect. Uh, upper 70s to start, mid 70s to close. Uh, two offenses that are pretty even. I get the Guardians a slight edge, but it's probably rounding error. Uh, Orioles relievers good, but the Guardians relievers have just been phenomenal. And the, the Orioles relievers have been good a little bit by a, a little bit of luck. Uh, they still rate out better than average, but I, I'm just I'm still not quite convinced they're as good as the numbers have indicated. Good, just maybe not quite that good. But the Guardians relievers are this good. The model loves what they've done. Uh, I've I, I think I think they're better um, than the Orioles relievers. They're at home, and of course, a pretty big starting pitcher edge here. With Cal Quantrill versus Spencer Watkins. Quantrill's not quite as good as that 359 ERA. Underlying metrics say more like low fours, um, but I, a very solid pitcher at home, kind of average, but I mean, can definitely shut down this Baltimore offense. Where Spencer Watkins does have that 396 ERA, but underlying metrics say mid fours. Model doesn't like him. We talked about it. And, and, and he's pitched okay recently. Um, not to say he can't here, but I mean, I'm just sticking to my guns here. If the model doesn't think he's very good, and like I said before, the team is concerned about him too because he was the odd man out when they called up DL Hall for that start. So it's going to take several many good starts in a row of Spencer Watkins for me and the model, I think, to kind of turn the quarter on him and say, we think he's actually a respectable starter. At least for now, I'm just kind of sticking to uh, he's, the, he's their worst pitcher. That's what the model thinks. Uh, Guardians at home, big starting pitcher edge, a big reliever edge. I think, like I said, minus 148 is too short. I'm taking them with an A-grade play. And the game that's priced pretty well, model says 7.8 actual total is 8. Um, I, like I said, I, your, your over-under question, I think, on this one relies really on what you think about Spencer Watkins. The model isn't a fan of him. It still says to go under. So uh, small small underplay doesn't doesn't love the under. But uh, if you think Watkins is even better than the model thinks, that's why I always encourage you to know, go to the sheet. I have all the starting pitchers listed. You go to that starting pitcher tab, and you scroll down to there. And if you see the pitchers right around him and you think, no, Watkins is way better than that, maybe you like the under a little bit more. So then think about there. My main play, though, on the Guardians, again, at a price at 150 or better. 6.40 Eastern start time, Cardinals at the Reds. You know, so about there's no locks of gambling, but yesterday Cardinals scoring a ton of runs seemed like the lock of the century, and sure enough, that did happen. Um, team total for them was priced pretty high and, and just concerning from a price standpoint, but that was an easy hit. Uh, they just kept scoring. Uh, Jake was on here yesterday talking about Albert Pujols hitting home runs. Sure enough, he did. So if, if somebody put a flyer on that, uh, kudos to you. Uh, for catching what would have been a pretty big plus odds prop there. Uh, I, I think it's going to be more of the same tonight. The difference in tonight, and the reason it's only a B-grade play on the Cardinals rather than an A-grade play, is that the uh, number's about the same from a book standpoint, but the number's not the same from the model standpoint. Yesterday, the model said it should be Cardinals minus 300. Today, the model says it should be Cardinals minus 205. That's a little bit of an edge of the current price of minus 198. I'd just rather play the run line for the same reason we talked about yesterday. On the road, the Cardinals, um, for sure, getting that ninth at bat. If it does go extras for some weird reason like that, uh, they have more incentive to try to score more than one run. I think they run away with this game. I think it's most likely a scenario. I want to protect myself on those better odds. I think a run line makes more sense. But there is a little bit of an edge on the money line if you want to play that as well. A really personal preference. Uh, in, in the long run, it probably mostly balances out and or it's trying to figure out trends and what's real, what's not. And it's not the easiest thing. Like I, said, I, I just think run line makes a little more sense here. But not like yesterday, working yesterday, the model said there was a massive Cardinals edge. Today, there is a Cardinals edge. It's just a whole lot smaller. The reason being, Justin Dunn isn't 
good at all. He's one of the worst pitchers in the database. He's only pitched four times, but it hasn't gone well. He doesn't project well. Uh, the issue is that Dakota Hudson, the model doesn't like him at all. 423 ERA in the season, the guy I talked about all season, he had some some a mirage start to the season with some good numbers. And I was telling y'all, like, I just don't think it's going to keep up. The underlying metrics say he's not this good. And sure enough, that's where he's gone. Uh, ERA keeps rising. Underlying metrics say it's still got a little bit of room to rise. It should be in the mid fours not the low force, below average pitcher here. And that's kind of the fear about laying a big price with the Cardinals, that Michaelis, um, not an amazing pitcher. And we talked about him all season two as well, that he had started off with a good season. And I was like, it's a little bit of rush. He's not this good. And sure enough, we've kind of seen that lately too. But I still think Michaelis is a solid pitcher. And that's the difference here that Hudson isn't really that solid. Again, below average uh, versus one who's above average. I think it's really the key difference here. Otherwise, it's mostly the same game done. It's probably a little bit better than Chase Anderson, but still not a guy who's going to go deep, a guy who's going to really struggle at a hitter-friendly ballpark against a really good offense, and then the relievers come in, and they're going to struggle as well. So it's, a, like I said, a similar setup. The difference is the Reds should be able to put up some runs early on in the Cardinals. You never expect to score 13 in a game or something like that. Uh, Cardinals still have a big edge. It's just not quite as comfortable as yesterday. I'll be on the Cardinals run line at minus 130. With a B-grade pick, I think it's worth an investment, but not my favorite play of the day. Again, it has a total of 10. Model says 10.1. Uh, hitter-friendly ballpark. Slight breeze blowing out 5 to 10 miles an hour to left center. So going to favor those right-handed hitters. Uh, Temperature-wise, around 80 degrees to start, around 70 degrees to close. So slightly warmer to start when blowing out. Um, hitter-friendly ballpark. Expects a lot of runs, especially with two below-average pitchers. Again, model says 10.1. Actual total is 10. I probably would look over 10. I think there's going to be – I think the Cardinals are going to score, you know, six-ish runs. Uh, six to four seems like the lowest type final for this. Um, Cardinal scoring six, seven wouldn't surprise me. Red scoring four, five wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the weather's right for it. The pitchers aren't that good. Um, I'm not saying I love the over either. I'm just saying I sure wouldn't play the under in this scenario. And if I was looking one way or the other, I'd look over or a, uh, a team total over for the Cardinals as well. Again, just assuming you don't have to go to some crazy odds or some crazy number. 640 Eastern first pitch, Rays at the Marlins. Shane McClanahan versus Jesus Lazardo. Uh, a pair of lefties here that you got to really be high on. McClanahan's done it all season, 220 ERA underline metrics, so that's pretty accurate. One of the top pitchers kind of always hanging around for second best pitcher behind DeGrom at this point. Uh, Lazardo, 334 ERA underline metrics, and maybe it should be a little bit better than that. I mean, he's looked great this season. I missed some time from injury, but... Really hasn't missed a beat for the most part coming back. Uh, I think the Marlins got a chance to hang around in this game. It should be a really low-scoring game. The model thinks the total should be 6.4. The actual total is 6.5. I would go under if I had to, but again, it's not it's not one I love. Again, we've talked about this before. There's very few situations where I, I'm really excited about 6.5. We had one last week where the model said 6. And I said, yeah, I'd go under 6.5 for sure. This one, I, I would go under rather than over, but I, I'd love it under 7. But I'm just nervous about this game finishing out exactly seven rounds. I mean, it's, it should be a low-scoring game, and Lazardo can keep the Marlins in this game. Can the Marlins win? I never really think the Marlins can win. That's why I love them here on the run line, <laughs> around even money. It's minus 103, a great play for me. Like I said, I think this is going to be a quick, low-scoring game. I think both these pitchers are going to dominate. And, and I think the Marlins are much more than 50% likely to hang in there and probably lose this game by one and maybe they win so i mean you got some massive plus odds that you can take advantage of uh, as well i just i'd rather go to the run line on this one because i, I feel like race two to one three to two 
even potentially four to three, that seems a bit high scoring, but something like that, those all seem very, very much on the table. So I think the run line is the play here makes a lot more sense. With regards to the money line, this is actually the biggest model edge of the day. Um, yesterday, the, the edge on the Cardinals was like 10%. It was some insane number. Um, today, this one's 3%, and it's the largest of the day. So, I mean, so prices, 15 games, the prices are all pretty good here. So we'll try to navigate which ones I think we can exploit where maybe the model's you know not as high on a team and, and I am, so, it, so there might be a bigger edge. But, I mean, this is your biggest edge right here. Uh, Marlins plus 185 when the model says it should be uh, Marlins plus 162. So maybe worth the fly on the money. Like I said, I just rather focus on the run line because this feels like a game just like last night against the Dodgers. The Marlins can hang in there and then they probably lose by a run because that's mostly what the Marlins tend to do. Uh, otherwise, on that, like I said, the same stuff we always talk about. You know, Marlins offense not very good. Rays offense decent. Rays relievers decent. Marlins relievers not. Uh, again, I will note the Rays project to be better against lefties. Um, not necessarily they will succeed because I don't think they'll succeed against anybody. That offense is so historically terrible. Um, they're bad against righties and lefties, but they are pretty right-handed heavy, so that's something to consider as well. Again, gives the Marlins a little bit of hope to eke out a run or two off McClanahan, which in a low-scoring game with the run line, one or two runs might be all we need to cash this one, like I said, if they lose 2-1 to one or 3-2. to 7-5 to first pitch, A's at the Nats. Candidate here for the most competitive and ugly game of the night. Um, it'll be a, a nice night in Washington temperature-wise. Uh, low 80s to start, mid-70s to close. Winds will be blowing slightly out, but there is definitely a rain chance here. Um, over 50% coverage in the area, so this game may not happen. I'd be much more concerned about this game not happening if it was on Wednesday, given they play day game on Thursday, because there might be a little bit of, eh, if we don't play Wednesday, get away day Thursday, we can't play it, and then we just never make it up and don't have to worry about it. But given that it's Monday, I think they might try more to get it in than usual because they just have to play it tomorrow. So it's not like they can get rid of the game. But I kind of feel like if everybody involved could just not play this game in general and it go away completely out of the doubleheader tomorrow, maybe that's what they look at. Maybe they'll try to push it because maybe there's rain tomorrow. I haven't looked at tomorrow's forecast. But there's rain in the poss possibility here. So if you're a DFS player, regular fantasy, uh, something to keep an eye on there. Also think about run lines and totals because if this, this game may just – get five or six and then and then be done with it and run line total plays are going to be pushes there uh money line plays will be graded if it's an official game uh that's what i'm doing i'm taking the a's minus 105 it's a b grade play the a's kind of like have a bit of a pulse um cousin jared and i've talked about this all season with them we've, we've backed them when it's been favorable we faded them a lot so not good but i'm comfortable backing the a's at times and it's mostly worked out for us the nationals i'm not really ever comfortable backing um, not that they don't win a few games but you know they beat the Padres up a couple times, but that was a massive plus odds here at minus 105 for the Nats. I just, I can't let play the Nats with a minus number that blows my mind. Um, again, the A's aren't good, but Cole Irvin's a solid pitcher, um, much better in my opinion than Eric Fetty. And again, the A's, like, they, they're trying, they're going out there. And they, you know, like I said, they, they, they show signs of life occasionally. I just feel like I don't see that from the Nats. So I'm on the A's here at minus 105. Again, be great pick models. So this should be A's minus 108. Uh, big starting pitcher edge, like I talked about with Irvin. It, it's a little misleading on the ERA because he plays half his games at Oakland. I was talking about with certain pitchers like that. Underline metrics say his ERA should be more in the mid fours. So that's better than Fetty's, which uh, is close to five. And the underline metrics say should be close to five. Otherwise, both offenses are bad. A's maybe a little bit better. Both relievers are bad. Nats maybe a little better. Probably all a wash. Really, it's all about Cole Irvin here. 
whether you're doing A's for the full game or the first five, I think that's probably the side I'd rather be on here uh, in a game that may or may not happen. And either way, you probably shouldn't watch it. Full game total is priced at eight. Model says 7.8. I don't really think there's much of an edge there either way. Cubs at the Blue Jays, 705 Eastern first pitch. Got the Cubs in the run line last night with the C grade pick. And going back to the well here, the same play, Cubs on the run line. It's no different than we talked about last night, really. I think the Cubs can hang in there. The difference is last night was two questionable starting pitchers where the Cubs pitcher didn't know what you were going to get very concerned. Uh, but the Jays starting pitcher, you know, also wasn't good. So we actually have some two good starting pitchers. It's the same difference between the pitchers. It's just much better quality tonight with Stroman and Gaussman. But as with last night, I just, the odds just aren't there for me on this one. Minus 120 isn't a price that I love on this run line. Minus 110, I'm a little bit more excited about closer to even money. I'm definitely excited about. Uh, but at minus 120, it's just, I mean, the Blue Jays are a better team at home for sure. Gaussman's a better pitcher. So it's like, I just can't get that excited about this price. But as usual, I think the Blue Jays are overpriced again. It's Cubs are passed, just like it's always fade. The Blue Jays are passed, it seems like. Uh, model says the money line price should be 185. Blue Jays price start with the, starting with a two. Just not a smart investment. I've been saying that for months with the Blue Jays. I hope you've been listening to me. That doesn't mean the Blue Jays won this game. It doesn't mean they won't win going forward. It just means right now the prices are still way out of whack. And this team is decent. Uh, but they're, they're they're not as good as they're being priced. Uh, money line plus one eighty five right now for the Cubs says maybe it's worth a look. That's kind of why I feel like the run line. I feel like I feel like Cubs in the run line or money line are maybe worth a look based off your personal preference. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than last night. Last night model said uh, to go over in that one. Uh, the total nine pushed uh, tonight though. It says it's priced pretty well. Model says seven point nine. Actual total is a it should be a little bit more lower scoring. Makes the run line again. I think it's I think a decent look. I think it's worth the look. I think it's worth maybe a small play. It's just a number that I don't really want to be too heavily invested. I'd rather spread my units around other games uh, that offer more value uh, than this one does. But I mean, Stroman's not a bad pitcher in his own right. Gaussman, y'all know I've talked about this. I, I, I love the guy. His underlying metrics are fantastic. Uh, but this Blue Jays team still overpriced. Like I said, I'm on the Cubs here on the run line. Just not good enough odds to warrant a stronger pick. Only a lean. For me, 17 Eastern first pitch Dodgers the Mets. This should be a fascinating series here. Uh, your your two best teams in the National League, uh, Braves obviously, uh, Cardinals maybe having something to say with that. But I mean, these I think are the two teams that would be the favorites to reach the NLCS, especially given the uh, strength of the Mets pitching at the top. Uh, facing them in a playoff series sounds absolutely terrifying. Obviously, facing the Dodgers sounds terrifying as good as they are just everywhere. Uh, so it should be a great series here. Uh, winds will be blowing out tonight on uh, the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. So we're going to help the bats out a little bit there. Um, two good pitchers, though, uh, and a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So it kind of counteracts that a little bit. Chance of rain in the area, probably not a huge deal, but it is on the table to have rain affect this one. I'm not really that concerned, uh, but it's not a 0% chance of rain affecting this one. Upper 70s for the most part in this game. Andrew Heaney versus Tywin Walker. Uh, I talked about Walker before having a solid season coming back now from injury. Looked solid last outing. I think he went four or five innings and uh, expect him to go be able to go another five or six innings. It kind of doesn't really matter if he's going four or six. Having that Mets bullpen behind them is great. They've got you know, four or five pitchers that are really good and they can roll those guys out one after another. 
Um, and so it affords him a luxury to say, if my pitch count gets up and I only go five innings, that's totally fine. That's kind of the game plan against the Dodgers is work your pitch count up. Don't care, but you got to really focus on getting outs as good as they are. Uh, if you try to be economical, that's when you might give up a five spot, right? So uh, having a luxury for the Mets, I think is huge. And, and Walker tonight, not that I expect him to go seven or eight, but uh, even if he labors through five, but uses his pitches up to get outs, I think that's totally fine with how, how good the Mets bullpen is. The Dodgers bullpen also very good. Of course, Dodgers are a fantastic team. Talked about that all season. Uh, very, very good team. Not much else to say about that. Andrew Heaney, 194 ERA. I know that metrics say it should be a full run higher, but that's still also really good. Dodgers have an edge here with a starting pitcher. Model says the Dodgers have a slight edge with the relievers, but it's probably a wash, especially when you talk about the strength at the back end of the Mets bullpen being a little bit better than the back end of the Dodgers bullpen. The Dodgers have tons of depth as well. The biggest question mark you have here is these offenses are relatively close if you flip the lefty-righty if you have a lefty for the Mets and a righty for the Dodgers, these offenses are about the same. But when you flip that, the Dodgers offense, a little left-handed heavy, still not a ton, but a little bit, gives a little bit of a boost against the righty. And the Mets are so left-handed heavy against the lefty, they can take a pretty big deal. That's the biggest question mark here. That's the reason I'm only on a C pick for the Mets at plus 127. I think I'd have shot in this one, but the fact that they – don't project to do as well against lefties has me concerned in this game. It has the model concerned as well. The model's taking this into account as well. Model says it should be 123. So at 127, we've got a tiny bit of value on the Mets, but it's not enough value. And again, I'm concerned about the left-handed uh, pitcher thing. I just need much bigger odds to get excited about this play. That might happen. We've often seen Dodgers money come in, and the Dodgers have been a solid play all season. Looking back, that doesn't mean it's a solid play going forward. As we talked about the last couple of weeks, for the most part, backing the Dodgers hasn't been great. We've tried to figure out ways to fade them when appropriate, take the run line against them, whatever. Um, these prices are too high. So, I mean, the, because the Dodgers have been a good, were a great you know, team to back, especially when they won whatever it was 13 in a row or something, doesn't mean they are now. Um, but I mean, they still really are a good team. And if people continue to bet the Dodgers and bet this number up plus plus one thirty, maybe you're starting to get a little bit more excited about the Mets plus plus one thirty-five. you know, if it gets up there at some point, the Mets are really worth a look right now though. Like I said, the price isn't that exciting. It's only a C grade pick for me. Uh, models is under interestingly enough with the wind blowing out again, a pitcher friendly ballpark, the model really trusts these pitchers and it trusts the bullpens. And like I said, I really do think that the under would make some sense based off the fact that both pitchers have the luxury of saying, if we get hit, you know, if, if we have to use up our pitches and get to the bullpen, the bullpens can mostly be trusted behind them. Uh, model says 7.6 for the total actual totals 8.5. So I agree with that. I think the under is a stronger play in this one. That anything, but like I said, I'll be on the Mets here at plus odds. I think the Dodgers are still overpriced. I can't lay a price like minus 140 when the model says 123. I'm just the odds aren't big enough for me to really love the Mets play. And I don't think it's worth a look at the run line on this one personally. Been doing a lot more run lines here this week and going forward. I will be, especially with the odds getting crazy. But I really don't want to lay odds in this one. I'd rather just have the plus odds because uh, not much to do about the Dodgers winning a lot of games by multiple runs. They only won last night by one. Um, they could easily win this one by one as well. It's just I don't want to lay odds given the fact that if the Mets struggle against the lefty and don't score, it's going to be really hard for them even to cover the run line. So I'd rather just take the plus odds and say maybe they can hit Heaney around, hit one of the relievers around, and, and eke out a couple of runs. 
I'd rather just take the plus odds and who knows what's going to happen with the Mets at home being a good team rather than lay like minus 140 on the run line. Not that I don't, not that I think run line's a bad play. I just don't like the odds of laying that big of a price personally. So that's why I'm on money line on this one. But again, I think there's just not quite enough value yet. Maybe the number moves by the time you watch this or later in the day and you can take advantage of a better price and then it becomes worth your investment later. Again, I also do think under makes a lot of sense as well. 7-5 or 7-10, first pitch Mariners with the Tigers. Um, Mid-upper 70s to start around 70 degrees to close. Winds will be blowing out at... 10 to 15 miles an hour also on this one, but you have, of course, Tigers offense. That's not very good and a really good pitcher in George Kirby and not a bad pitcher in Matt Manning, one who's looked really good uh, here so far this season as he's uh, excelled at his seven outings. Model on this one says under seven and a half. Model thinks seven's the right number for this one, so under probably worth a look there. I think it's priced fairly well. Uh, model says 156, so not a big enough price to mess with the Tigers, but you're paying a premium for the Mariners. Who knows if if our, our love affair with the Mariners will have to come to an end. We talked about the price. It's for months. I kept saying this Mariners team is really good, and we took advantage of that. Tonight, they're priced like they are. Uh, they're being priced like the good team that they are. And so with, it, with that said, it's only a C pick for me on the Mariners at minus 164. I looked at money line. I mean, excuse me, on run line on this one as well. I'm just concerned with it being such a low-scoring game. Mariners winning like three to two seems really on the table. Of course, they could also win like three to one. So uh, you could totally look run line. I just, the odds weren't as exciting for me. I, I don't mind laying a little bit of a price. And what we've kind of seen, and this is where it's tough. And I, I don't know the answer. If I knew the answer, you know, I'd be a fortune teller. I could predict people's futures, right? And, and I mean, think about the, think about the life you could live with that. I don't know exactly what's going to happen going forward, right? But what we've seen so far this year, what we've seen as a trend continuing over the years here eking up is the these types of favorites have been more likely to win by one. So when you're playing a favorite here in this like this range, you don't really want the run line. You'd rather have the money line. If you're playing the dog on this one, you'd rather have the run line because they've lost a lot by one more than usual. When you get to the really, really big dogs, that's when it makes more sense to just take the plus odds because they've just won and the price has been worth it or they've just gotten their butts whooped. Like, like the Reds last night. If you're going to be on the Reds, which I think, I think was a horrible decision, today less so, I wouldn't do it. If you're going to be on the Reds, I'd rather just take the run line and just say the odds are really big, right? That sort of thing. So I'm kind of following that. Who knows if that'll continue, but it's, it's been a pretty strong trend this year. So I think Mariners money line makes a little bit more sense than run line, but the price just isn't good enough to be worth a huge investment. So only a lean for me again. I think it's priced fairly well. Matt Manning's done really well. Underlying metrics say his ERA should be in the mid threes. Model says he's an average pitcher, but he might actually be a little bit better than that. Of course, no disrespect to Kirby. 332 ERA and the underlying metrics agree with that. So, I mean, I, I love Kirby as well. And I love this Mariners team. It's just priced really high on the road against a pitcher with a pulse. And a Tiger set of relievers that still are good. Issue, of course, with the Tigers is scoring. I don't think they score much off Kirby. I think under's a way to look. Um, and this one, again, model thinks the price should be seven, not seven and a half. 720 Eastern first pitch, Rockies at the Braves. Mid-80s on this one to start. Upper 70s to close. Chance of rain, but not as concerning as we've talked about for the last month or two. In Atlanta, we seem to be optimistic uh, that rain won't affect this one. Slight breeze out around five miles an hour for this one. 
Pretty big starting pitcher discrepancy here between Jose Urena and Max Freed. Freed's a guy we talked about battling for that number two position. Rockies have a pulse against lefties, but that only goes so far when you're facing a guy of Max Freed's caliber. And we saw this Rockies versus left-handed thing isn't infallible because they don't think they scored a single run off of, uh, I believe it was David Peterson for the Mets the other day. So, uh, you know, they're better against lefties and righties, but I mean, also, Max Fried's really, really good. So I don't think they're going to have a lot of success against him today. I think the Braves are the side to look at here. Model says the money line price should be 374. It's actually 355. But as you talked about, these big favorites have been mostly something to avoid. So I'll shift to the run line at minus 165. Still big odds. Only a B grade play. I still think there's an edge on the Braves. I mean, they're massively better offensively and in the bullpen and starting pitcher-wise and at home. I mean, it's Braves, 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 Braves. It's just the price is too big. To really like and y'all know me i'm totally fine taking underdogs i just don't think the rockies are the side here i don't like playing the rockies on the road at all it's just not great value on this run line i think the braves run line's worth a look i think it's worth an investment it's just as much as i think the braves win this game handily the odds is just not a smart investment to go too heavy on it worth a play not worth a big play that's why it's a b grade for me on the run line here at minus 165 units priced pretty well with regards to total according to the model Total is 8.5. Model says exactly 8.5. Red Sox at the Twins, 740 Eastern. Tweeted about this. I told you all yesterday I, I was on the Twins. I just didn't love the price at minus 118. I would get more excited if it was around 110. It closed around 107, I believe. So hopefully you all saw that line movement, paid attention to that. Hopefully you all were able to jump on the Twins with Jake and I as they won uh, last night. Tonight... Same situation, but I've got a B-grade play on the Twins. I think the value is a little bit better right off the bat here at minus 126. Model says 129. It's about as high as I want to go for a B-grade play, um, especially by the time you get to 130, it drops to a C-grade. So as long as you're in the 120s, I think it's okay. If it drops to the 110s, now I'm getting really excited. That's A-grade territory. Who knows where the number goes? But for now, in the mid-120s, I think the Twins are worth a look. It's a B-grade play. I like it. Don't love it. Model says 9.1 for this total. Actual total is 9. Pretty high here on the total, uh, despite it being in the 70s temperature-wise, mainly because both these starting pitchers have a lot of question marks around them. Winchester uh, in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range, uh, mostly under 10, so not going to help out too much, help out a little bit. But independent of that, I just don't have a lot of faith in Cutter Crawford or Chris Archer, and that's why the total is so high. I don't love over here, but if I was going to play something, I'd play over nine over anything. I, both these pitchers, again, below average ratings. Uh, Cutter Crawford, 530 ERA. I know I mentioned it's not that bad, but still should be in the mid to low fours. Uh, Chris Archer, 434 ERA. I know I mentioned say mid fours is pretty accurate. I mean, these are just very subpar pitchers. Both sets of relievers offer some life, but both offenses offer some life too. So I'm going to model think some runs here. Twins, pro again, worth a look here in the mid 20s. It's a B great play for me on them at the price of 126. Three games in the 8 o'clock Eastern window. 8.05 first pitch will be Astros and the Rangers. Fromber Valdez versus Dane Dunning. Y'all know I've loved Fromber. He's been fantastic. Talked about from the very start of the season, said, hey, good Fromber, good, bad Fromber, bad, and we've only had bad Fromber. It seems like twice all season. I mean, he's been fantastic all year long. 265 ERA, underlying metrics hit, should be in the low threes. Uh, when he struggled he's battled through it and when he's been on he's been legit uh, a guy i love to back just very solid pitcher not quite to that you know mcclanahan freed type tier but just right behind that uh love backing him dane dunning 
pretty average. 419 ERA under line metrics, that's pretty accurate. It's a 99 grade. I mean, right around that 100 average mark. Bullpen favors the Astros. Offense favors the Astros. Solid edge here, backing the Astros, in my opinion. Model says minus 173. So I'm on the Astros at minus 157 with an A-grade play. Talked about this earlier with the Mariners. I think money line's the smarter play than run line, but run line plus odds, I think, makes some sense here as well. Uh, maybe you want to split your bet, or maybe you want to find a place that offers like a minus one. That way, if they do win by exactly one, you push. Um, so you got some options here as to how you want to play that. I think the Astros are the side. Uh, we've been kind of 50-50 here lately, backing the Astros and fading the Astros. For a while early on, we were backing them. I thought they were underpriced. Now the price has been, on average, pretty close. Um, for the last month or two. But I think this one offers some value backing from Bervaldez. Like I said, I, I, I love this guy. I, I think he's almost always worth an investment because the prices tended to not have, have not been that high on him, despite him being a very, very good pitcher. Um, and like I said, maybe run line. It's just this is the type of price game where the Astros could easily win this by one and I don't want to get burned. So I'll play a little bit higher odds and take the money line. But again, splitting your bet, doing a minus one, I think also not a crazy play, but it's one of my A grade plays here. Back in the Astros here tonight in Arlington. Total 7.5. Model says 7.3. Model doesn't expect Farmer to give up much of anything. So if you're playing under, might look Rangers team total under. Given the fact that the Astros offense can explode and they've exploded a lot against the Rangers, I'm not sure I would play the game under. If I was playing under, I'd probably do Rangers team total under. Second game in this window, 8-10 Eastern Pirates at the Brewers. Talked about this at the top. Ridiculous winner with the Brewers last night. Uh on the money line there with that walk-off home run that hit the top of the fence. Uh, we talk about good and bad variants. And I, I, I'm going to complain about the bad variants and I'm going to laugh at the good variants. It's the way it goes, right? We've had some bad luck over some stretches. Uh, got a little bit of that bouncing back because that was some pretty good luck there. You know, one inch different, slightly spin different. And that ball's off the top of the fence and the Brewers and by one always lose the run line. So uh, some good luck there. I always talk about good and bad variants will occur. We have to acknowledge it both ways. Uh, Corbin Burns struggling. Look, I think that's the takeaway going forward. There, that he's he's not looking nearly as good uh, here as of late, and the, the model's picking up on that and dropping his ratings. That's kind of the key takeaway, I think, for us to use going forward. But uh, won't matter tonight. It'll be Jason Alexander for the Brewers, who's getting to start instead of Adrian Hauser, who really struggled in his first start back from the injured list. Um, the presumption is that Hauser will be available out of the bullpen in kind of tandem if needed. Behind Alexander, I don't like either one of these guys. Hauser gets a little bit better of a rating according to the model, um, but that's of course you know fully healthy. I'm not sure if he is. He didn't look good last time. It was the Dodgers, uh, I believe, but still did not look good at all. And uh, I don't think Alexander's any better though. I, I don't like either one of these guys. Um, Alexander 526 ERA underlying metrics say right around five. And Mitch Keller, pretty average guy. We talked about like competent solid pitcher you know nothing great but solid uh 450 era underlying metrics it should be around four pirates have an edge here for sure starting pitcher wise and and if alexander struggles and they go to hauser um in relief and ain't gonna like i said ain't gonna get any better uh brewers could also just not throw hauser at all and just try to let him work back and pitch bullpens or whatever for his next start. So, so not really sure what they're going to do, but I'm not, I'm not really sure it matters. I, I think until the, it's about the sixth or seventh inning, the Brewers are going to be hurting 
pitching wise with the Pirates again have confidence there the downside with the Pirates of course as we talk about you can always count on their relievers to give up runs and they sure enough did that last night giving up uh the tying runs there I believe in the eighth seventh or eighth and then the walk-off home run there in the ninth that's the downside with the Pirates I'll take them tonight on the run line I think they can hang in there again this one much better than last night um and hopefully if they hang in there they don't suffer the same really bad luck they got last night good luck for us I'll take him on the run line here. It's a B grade pick at minus 129. I think it's worth a look here with the starting pitcher discrepancy. I mean, the Pirates could throw up six runs here in the first three innings, and that doesn't mean the Pirates are going to win because they're again, their relievers are really, really bad. But you got to feel good about your chances if they can put up some crooked numbers here. And I think they got a chance to do that against some bad pitching here to start off for the Brewers. Um, again, like Jay talked about, their offense has some pieces and is not good, but I mean, occasionally you can do something. This is this time for them to do it. Um just got to worry about the relievers. But like I said, I think run line's worth a shot. It's a great pick for me at minus 129. On the money line, model says 153. So model thinks 159 may be worth a look. But this one, like I said, I just think it's going to be a coin tossy type game. So I'll just take the run uh, and a half here. Similar to what we talked about with the Astros, right? In these types of prices, it's made more sense to take the run line on the dog rather than the odds because these odds have not paid off for us if you're taking – uh, the money line. So model thinks 159 on the pirates makes a little bit of sense, but I'll shift to the, to the run line here a little bit too steep of a price for me to give it an A grade. Again, I think the pirates hang in there, but minus 120, it's fairly steep. If it was minus 120, it's probably more of an A grade play, but at minus 129, I like the pirates. Don't love them here on the run line. Total 8.5 model says 8.8. So model thinks there's going to be some runs. And like I said, I tend to agree that I think the Pirates score early. I think the Brewers score late. Don't know who wins. Don't know by how much. I think there's a decent chance the Pirates can either win or lose by one. But there should be a lot of runs in this one. I think the total should be nine. So I'd be looking over in this one as well. Uh, and if I did team total, probably Pirates team total over. Because like I said, I think they're going to I think they're going to get that relatively early in this one. And then they just got to hold on for dear life. Last one of this window, 810 Eastern first pitch Royals at the White Sox. Mid-70s mid to start, around 70 degrees to close. Winds blowing out around 10 miles an hour for this one. It's why the total's up to 8. Model says 7.8, though. Two pretty good starting pitchers here. Brady Singer continues to impress. Uh, 315 ERA, underlying metrics say maybe it's had higher, but he's been great really all season. Um, again, really reminds me of Frankie Montas. Uh, very good pitcher for a very bad team. Uh, not getting quite the same ERA boost that Montas got pitching in Oakland. Um, you know, not an ace by any stretch of the imagination, but very good for a bad team and good enough to be traded and become someone's two or three and be a luxury for a team. Uh, if that were to ever happen and it's given the Royals, you kind of assume it's going to happen eventually, whether it's this offseason or next trade deadline or whatever. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox, uh, we talked about him. I, I have no idea. I never know what I'm going to get from him. Underlying metrics, again, give him hope. Whatever that's worth. Uh, underlying metrics say his ERA should be below four. It's actually above five. Model still thinks he's slightly above average. Let's talk about him. He'll give you some hope. He'll have a couple good outings, and then all of a sudden he'll have a couple bad outings. And then you'll be down on him and say, no, it was just a mirage. And he'll have a couple good outings. You just never know what you're going to get from this guy. Because of that, I'll take the Royals plus 118. It's only a C-grade pick, though. I, I don't think there's a ton of value here. I do like backing Brady Singer, but on the road, the White Sox, I... The White Sox are still kind of decent, I think. I mean, they just got swept at home by the Diamondbacks, so maybe they aren't. I I, I really don't know. Uh, the American League Central is uh, confusing at best. I think we kind of – we like the Guardians. And other than that, I mean, the, the Twins are all over the map, up and down. The White Sox are more down than up, despite us thinking they'd be more up than down. Um, the Royals aren't good, but occasionally could be frisky. I, I just don't know 
what to make of the White Sox at this point, especially coming off this last weekend. Model says White Sox minus one twenty three. Model says this game is priced perfectly well. So like I said I'll take the I'll take a fly on the Royals plus one eighteen. Only a C grade pick. If it gets up into the mid one twenties, it's B grade value. But at one eighteen, I'll take a chance on them and hope that we get bad Giolito. But I don't want to go too heavy because the underlying metrics say there's hope for him. And if we get good Giolito, this White Sox offense is still I still think it's better than the Royals offense, despite maybe some evidence to the contrary. I still think these White Sox relievers are better than the Royals relievers. So, in the game's in Chicago. So, if we get good Gilito, I just don't want to be too invested in it. So, it's really just a high variance game. Royals at these plus odds, I think, is probably a smarter way to look. But I just caution you against this blind fate of Gilito because he's, I, I, I stand by, I just don't think he's as bad as the Aries indicated. Even though he's had some really bad starts, I just don't know what I'm going to get from him. If it's going to be a good start or a bad start, if it's a good start, the Royals are going to have a really tough time. They're going to need Singer to dominate, and he can, but it's just not great odds here. So plus 118 is a lean for me on the Royals. Get a game that's totaled at eight. Model says 7.8 because the strength of these two pitchers, it's a total that has a lot of variance too for the same questions about Giolito. Talked about this last week with a couple of games with the Orioles. Maybe it's a situation where you play the under model with lean under and you pair that with the Royals. That way, if the game stays under, you got a chance to win both. And if it goes over, it's probably because Giolito got hit around. This White Sox offense, just especially its righties, I just don't know if it's good enough to get to this over mostly on their own strength. I think if it goes over, it's because the Royals score a lot of runs. So you might pair Royals with an under. And that way, again, if it goes over, you probably get the plus odds winner with the Royals. And if it goes under, you might still win the Royals, but if nothing else, at least now you split your wager. So I kind of think, like we talked about last week, I think pairing the under with the not not a parlay, just playing both individually, I think might might be a smart look here. Um, this would again, especially if you can hold on to eight, and then maybe maybe like I said, you hope hope you win both. Maybe you win one push, maybe the Royals win like you know five to three or something like that. Um, so you got a lot of ways that can be a successful look. That's kind of the way I would probably try to be, try to be playing that one. Three late games here. First one, 9.35 Eastern. First pitch, Yankees at the Angels. Talked about it yesterday. I've been talking about a lot. The Yankees just struggle bussing at this point. Uh, I don't know what else there's to say about it. I mean, you saw it last night against a very mediocre set of pitchers for the Angels. Not being able to get, the, get it done. Model thought more like nine runs. The Yankees scored two more and went five to four. That kind of was the playbook, what we thought would happen. That would get us to our ninth run there for the total that we talked about. And that would have still won us with the Angels on the run line. But the Yankees just can't score. And I, I don't know what's going on with them. I still think they're a decent offense. But if the evidence is starting to pile up against them that, that who knows when this spell is going to run. Model says go over again. I don't I don't know, though. I, I don't think I'd play it either way. At least it's nine, and, and you got some push protection, especially if it gets to 4-4. Four, four. Um, but Model thinks nine and a half is the right total. I just I get – I get if I was the odds makers, I totally get hanging this at nine. And, again, I'd still play over rather than under. But, uh, you know, you spit on a number like 9.5, but you look at the way this Yankees offense is done, it's like you got to start shading it down because it just keeps happening, and they keep just struggling. Um if they're going to have success, I mean, tonight's the night to do it against Mike Myers. He did look fantastic in his first start of the season, but the model still does not have enough faith in him to go enough innings and pitch well enough to treat this as anything other than a bullpen game. So that's still the 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 way I'm eyeing this is if it's a bullpen game, I know that Myers looked really good last time out. But I just need another – the model needs another start like that before it says, okay, I can tr- – I. I believe in you as a starter right now. It just doesn't think he's going to go more than, uh, you know, two to three innings and he's not going to be very good. So the model again, treating this as a bullpen game, 
if the Yankees are going to get get right. I mean, this is the type of game where they would do it. Who knows if it's going to happen though? Uh, but lots of lots of scary pitchers potentially for the Angels going uh, today. We talked about the Yankees relievers. You know, also not great. Tyon solid, uh, slightly above average, three eighty nine ERA. Underlying metrics say that's pretty accurate. So I mean, the 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 best thing in this game is probably Talion. Two months ago, I would have said it's the Yankees' offense. Now, now I think Talion's the best thing thing in this game. So the Yankees should definitely be favored. As though we've been talking about here the last week or so, there was a stretch when the Yankees started to struggle, and I thought maybe there was some value on the Yankees. But now that the model's kind of like, no, no, they're really struggling. Last week or so, we're talking about there's just value fading the Yankees, and I think it's the same look today. Model says 145 on the money line. So these prices of like 165 on the Yankees just way too high. Run line way too high as well. Model says to take the Angels at like a plus 150, which is what I'm seeing. But as we've been talking about, this is the type of price where it makes sense to go to the run line. That's been more of the trend. Angels got the win last night, but I'm still going run line with them today. Minus 114 on that is a B grade play for me. If you're more like minus 105, it's an A grade play. But at these odds, only worth a B grade in my opinion. I like it. I think they're worth a play, just not my favorite investment of the night. Relatively warm, also in Anaheim of note for the total, low 80s to start, mid 70s to close. Slight breeze blowing out should only be about five miles an hour. Again, model things over because mostly of how scary some of these Angels pitchers are going to be today. Um, like I said, I'd go over nine rather than under, but I totally get why if, if you're making these odds and you see a number like 9.5 is what the computer spits out, I totally see why you're hanging a total on nine because I just don't know if, if I believe the Yankees can score at this point <laughs> enough to get us there. So probably more of a stay away than anything for me on the total. Like I said, I think the Angels are worth a look. And again, I'm playing them on the run line. Minus 114 is a great play. Phillies, the Diamondbacks, a wild game last night. The Phillies got up, I believe, seven to nothing. And then all of a sudden, the Diamondbacks scored like 13 runs in one inning and two innings. I mean, uh, wild, 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 wild. Um, tweeted about this, uh, Bumgarner. He might be okay starting off next year, you know, fresh again. But, I mean, his arm's just seen so many innings. He's a guy probably should be looking to fade the rest of the season. I, I just – I think he's I think he's gassed out for the year. All those innings when he was younger, his arm really taking a toll. Um, Suarez looked great to start and then kind of struggled down the stretch. Today, he, he, different story with the pitchers. Uh, two really good ones here. Aaron Nola, Zach Gallinola, again, fighting for that second-best pitcher uh, title. A 308 ERA underline metrics say it should be even better than that. A guy you feel very confident backing. He has been outstanding. Gallon, though, also been really good. 266 ERA. Now, the underline metrics say it's, been, it's, a, it's a little bit of a mirage. The underline metrics don't like him quite that much, but the results are still there. And a guy you don't really want to fade either, uh, especially at home. Gallon has been just fantastic. Biggest difference here, though, is the underlying metrics really favor Nola in this one. And so that's why I'm on the Phillies at minus 134, but it's only a C-grade play. I don't think the price is that great. Model says 133. Um, Phillies are better offense. Phillies are better relievers. And again, I think they have an edge with regards to the starting pitcher. Uh, it's the side I want to be on if we're in the mid-30s, but until it gets to minus 130, I'm not that excited. If you can get minus 130, now that's more of a B-grade investment. But in the mid-minus 130s, I think it's still the side I'd rather be on. I think it might be worth a flyer, but it's not worth a heavy investment, in my opinion, because the price is just a little bit too high to go against Zach, Zach Allen, as good as he is. Um, again, even the underlying metrics say he's not as good as those numbers. It's still really good. It's just I just don't think he's 
266 ERA. That's his true talent level, um, but he's still really good. Uh, and I just don't want to like too big for price with the Phillies on the road uh, against Gallon. But again, if it's if it's minus 130 or better, now I'm getting a little more excited about it. But minus 134, it's kind of like the Twins last night. I'll reluctantly play it at this price. I think it's the better side, but it's just not one I'm loving paying that big of a premium on. Model systems priced pretty right. Total 7.5. Model says 7.4. To wrap us up, Padres and the Giants, only loser last night. The Giants uh, lost by one run in a wonky game where the umpire, uh, first pitch at the bottom of the first, gets hurt, and they have to have a delay for that. And the lights not working really well, have a long delay for that weird game. Uh, Giants can't quite complete the comeback, uh, fall by one. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be on the Padres at minus 120. I don't think there's a lot of value in this price, though. Model says 119. Um, Blake Snell has been really good of, of late. And if you just look at the ERAs of these two pitchers, you might say that Logan Webb is the guy that's better. His ERA is about a full run better. But when you look at the underlying metrics, Blake Snell actually this season has pitched better than Logan Webb. So I think that's the thing here that people maybe aren't considering that Blake Snell's looked really good as of late. The underlying metrics say he's actually kind of found it again. Talked about a little bit nervous from him early on in the season. Wasn't looking good, but I mean, he's uh, coming off that injury, you know, didn't, didn't look great. It was early season, mid, mid early season. Right. Uh, but the last, you know, couple months, I mean, he's been really good. And the underlying metrics back it up. I think Snell's a slightly better pitcher maybe in this game right now. Uh, but if nothing else, I think it's rounding air. I think it's it's a wash. Uh, maybe that's the well, but it's a wash. It, it, it's roughly even. And I don't think that's the perception. I think the perception is that Logan Webb's a better pitcher. Logan Webb's good, but Blake Snell's been good too. And like I said, the underlying metrics indicate that these pitchers are pretty even. Um, Padres relievers, not great, but I think they're better than the Giants relievers in general. Uh, I still don't trust the Giants relievers whatsoever. I don't trust the Padres relievers, but I think a little bit better there. Um, offensively, the Giants, again, we talked about this yesterday, left-handed heavy, uh, don't project as well against the lefty and Blake Snell. Padres left-handed heavy project better against the righty and Webb. So, I mean, offensively, I think there's a huge discrepancy in this one now tonight with the lefty-righty split being opposite of last night. I like the Padres in this one. Again, not a huge edge. The model says 119. I'll take minus 120. Uh, like we talked about with Phillies tonight, we talked about the Twins last night. Gets a little bit better price. I'm more excited about it. Minus 115. I'm excited about this to be great, but minus 120, just a little bit too much for against against the pitcher Logan Webb, who, like I talked about with Gallon, is still good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say he's not good. Uh, I just think Blake Snell, also good. Um, and this Padres offense still better than this Giants offense, especially, again, with the lefty-righty thing we're talking about. So, Padres in the road here, small favorites, I think is the right side. Uh, again, I just, I'm hoping for more like 115 to get to that B grade pick. So again, like we talked about with the Phillies, uh, if the number gets a little bit better, uh, maybe worth even a stronger play than just a flyer uh, that I've got on the moment. Uh, total 7.5, model says 7.2. It'll be a chilly night, upper 50s. Uh, wind blowing out, but again, a park that's built to minimize that. I think I would look under here. I think both these pitchers are pretty strong. I think seven and a half seconds, I think it should be seven, personally. Um, so I think under is probably worth a look there. I'll get along with the Padres, especially if the odds get better. That's all the games. I'll recap the A plays for you right now. I've got three of them. Guardians at minus 148, kicking us off in the earlier time slot in the early evening at home against the Orioles. We've got the Marlins on the run line around even money at home against the Rays. And then I've got the Astros at minus 157 at the Rangers. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in.
to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link. It's in the description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you. We'll see you again later today for more college football content. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for more baseball content. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>